Welcome again to another segment of the Audio 300. Had the pleasure of speaking with Ryan Fay, Global CIO for ACI Specialty Benefits. Uh, he sits out in beautiful San Diego, California. Don't ask me how I know that. I've never been, but I've heard great things. Uh, while the rest of us, he's staying warm while the rest of us are freezing over here on the East Coast. Uh, but we spoke about blockchain technology, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, and uh, really from a beginner's perspective, kind of blockchain cryptocurrency 101, what we all need to know as this uh, as this continues to grow in popularity, uh, more and more people start getting on board. I uh, just had a discussion with Ryan about that, and uh, hopefully you guys find value. Stay tuned. Um, should be a, a good topic. All right, guys. So I'm here with, with Ryan Fay, Global CIO for ACI Specialty Benefits. Uh, Ryan, I'll let you have the floor for a few seconds and um, you know shed some color on who you are and what you do. Thanks so much, Davis. I really appreciate you uh, having me on today, and I'm excited to talk about both blockchain, cryptocurrencies, and just digital currencies in general. So a little bit about what we do. Um, what I do here is I've been using blockchain technologies for the past, since about 2009, and I was one of the first people that actually started mining a lot of Bitcoin back in 2009 as well, too. So I've definitely seen the marketplace and the entire ecosystem shift over the last roughly nine years into what it is today. So the last year has been a really kind of fun uh, paradigm shift, and I'm excited to kind of talk about the different areas and what is kind of came about today. Awesome. Yeah, you know, we're, ha- we're happy to have you on. I think um, the topic today is, is, is going to be great to get um, feedback from somebody in your position. And, and what we you know wanted to discuss, Ryan, was, you know, for anybody that's kind of catching wind of uh, what's going on in, in the news and you know media outlets surrounding blockchain, uh, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin? Everybody, uh, you know, I'm sure is aware of this, and there's going to be varying levels of people, you know, who understand it really well. Uh, some people are kind of in the middle, uh, middle of the pack, and then obviously beginners who don't know anything about it. So, um, you know, I think what I'd love to hear from you is, you know, for for those people that are just starting out, just starting to hear about it, you know basically cryptocurrency blockchain 101 what is you know one two three things some key things that we need to know about blockchain cryptocurrencies as we you know begin to to learn about you know this trend and what's going on in the marketplace from your perspective yeah i think it's a great place to start for anybody that's kind of new in the space is to just read the white paper from bitcoin itself and that's just posted on bitcoin.org and the original idea for Bitcoin was to really be a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. And the idea was to have online payments that were sent directly from one party to another without going through any financial institution. And the reason why that was so important from the beginning is because in 2008, there was a financial crisis that caused a lot of people to lose both trust and a lot of money in banks. And mm-hmm. people started questioning, were banks or third parties really the right guardians to have this global financial system that had full control over everyone's essentially finances. So Bitcoin came along and somebody wrote a white paper that he used a, a name, he or she used the name uh, Tashi Nakamoto, and no one knows today who that actually is. And from there, it just turned into something that essentially was something that you could do to handle digital transaction without any kind of trusted uh, middle person or middleman. So the idea is to really have a centralized public ledger. And it's decentralized, it's trustless, it's transparent. And on the Bitcoin actual ledger, the whole point of it was actually just to track a single asset, which is Bitcoin. That's a lowercase Bitcoin. Um, I think 101, what a lot of people don't realize or understand, is that capitalized B, Bitcoin, is actually the Bitcoin ledger, 
lowercase Bitcoin actually refers to the currency or the actual unit of accounting on the actual Bitcoin ledger. So that's just something to really kind of take a look at first. And Bitcoin today is probably, it's the first technology that's come out of this blockchain revolution. But the idea is that it's encoded and has some rules on the ledger. And one of the rules is that there will never be more than 21 million Bitcoin lowercase produced. And the reason why that's important is because that actually caps supply, circulation. It goes into all the different areas about there can't be more Bitcoin just printed on a whim, which really starts to go into inflation and all the other areas as well. Not thinking of the weeds, but every Bitcoin um, is centralized, so there's no single entity running Bitcoin itself as a corporation. It's just a bunch of you know uh, nodes or computers that are essentially running all these different ledgers and rules. And that's kind of Bitcoin from a high level. And... When I first start talking to somebody, the way I like to explain it is it's similar to, you know, it, as if you were just to give somebody a physical coin and then they were to give you back a coin, you know, and that, that's kind of the way that it was originally supposed to come about. What happened, though, is it turned into a much faster digital transaction processing. And what I mean by that is the ledger started growing and growing as more and more people started to use the network, obviously. So when that happened... Um, other companies started coming out, and they started releasing other projects. Those projects are called ICOs, or Initial Coin Offerings. And right now, there's a great site you can go to take a look at all those uh, cryptocurrency market capitalizations. Uh, it's called CoinMarketCap.com. And as of today, um, 1-5-2018 at 1-14 p.m. Pacific time, there is over 1,384 cryptocurrencies and over 7,540 markets. So what that means is the market cap of cryptocurrency alone is over $770 billion. The volume is over $60 billion, and Bitcoin itself is 37% of that. And that's gone down substantially in the last 24 to 48 months here. And like I said, there's now over 13,000 other cryptocurrencies out there or digital currencies. Mm -hmm. So the best place to start when looking at any of this is to really go to the website of whatever other coin you're looking at. And I think the majority of people, they probably only know about maybe two or three coins. They probably know Bitcoin. They might know Ethereum. They might know about Litecoin. Pretty much all the ones that Coinbase has available on their public area. Um, they just released Bitcoin Cash as well. So what a lot of people don't realize is that there's other coins called altcoins, alternative coins as well. Those coins make up a big part of the market. So Instead of going through a formal process of initial public offering, these coins are going through initial coin offering, an ICO, that I mentioned earlier. And what they're doing is they're writing a white paper, and then they're essentially distributing tokens out, which don't actually give anybody any kind of stake or equity in the company. It's pretty much similar to Kickstarter, where you're backing the idea, and you're giving money to the company to kind of make that come to life. So I think from a high level, those are the most important things to realize, is that, one, Bitcoin is just one of the many coins out there. Um, two, the whole point is to be a decentralized ledger you can use to actually make sure that payments are actually sent correctly. And there's timestamps and there's a bunch of technical details that go in the background of how to exactly that works and different methodologies. And then last but not least, that there's new companies coming out every day and they're releasing these ICOs and they're essentially generating more money than companies that have been in business for years. So Ripple has been a pretty popular use case. And for that, um, you know, one of the founders is now one of the richest people in the world. And they just released this, you know, a few years ago. So 
there's definitely a huge influx in what you can do in, in this space. And a lot of it's hype right now, and a lot of it's, you know, obviously kind of the Wild West. It's not regulated. So the SEC is kind of getting involved and trying to understand is the security, how it's working for high level. So a lot of these ICOs are working to, you know, kind of get around regulations and hosting these ICOs outside of the U.S. and areas that are maybe a little bit more lenient towards this type of um, market capitalization or this way of funding. So there's been places like, you know, Dubai and Estonia that are really trying to make their whole entire um, ecosystems on blockchain. So the use cases are, are, are numerous, and there, there is some real good life use, use cases and actual um, operations to using blockchain. And we can get into that too if you have time, but from a high-level 101, I recommend that if you wanted to become a token buyer in, in one of these different projects, to go onto their website, read the white paper, and try to understand a little about the technology that they're using. Sure. People right now are really investing in FOMO, which is fear of missing out, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of FUD going around, you know, which is fear and certainty and doubt that's causing a lot of people to just really maybe not even look at what that project is trying to accomplish, and they're just investing, um, you know, according to the SEC, based on kind of just the hype that's in the marketplace right now. Yeah. No, that's all. That's all good stuff, and I think for you know a lot of people who start out, and I, and I know this was for me uh, specifically. You know, I think the the positives are, are pretty glaring, right? Just with you know blockchain and, and crypto, cryptocurrencies, and uh, the positives around it being decentralized and and run by the masses and everything. You know, it's not controlled by any central government. I think you know a lot of the positives are pretty glaring to folks. Um, as we wrap this up, Ryan, I'd be curious to know maybe one or two areas that. Uh, you know, as people again begin to understand this a little bit better, what are some, what are, what are maybe one or two areas where we need to be mindful? Maybe some negatives to to this, or, or things in the future that might, um, you know, not be not be on the positive side when it comes to to this being, you know, a global currency, um, a global technology that, that everybody's using. What what can we, you know, look look at and, and be mindful of? Yeah, I think something to be mindful of, obviously, as you're using this as a global currency, and, and one thing that I, I believe is that, you know, Bitcoin itself will probably not become a global currency anytime soon because for the 21 million coins to actually be uh, released, that's not going to happen for another about 100 years, you know. So mm-hmm. there's going to be a huge influx, and the market going to be super volatile. So that that's one thing that's going to be probably something that people want to keep in mind when they're looking to become a token buyer is that the market's volatile. It can go up by anywhere from two to 3,000%, you know, in, in a few hours. Right. So... Um, that, that's one area. The next area is that there's a lot of quote-unquote whales out there which own a you know, majority stake in a lot of these uh, tokens, and they can really dictate the market based on their um, sell orders and buy orders. So, again, if you're getting into this, you're going to have very little influence in what you can actually accomplish by holding a very little amount of you know, points or tokens, depending on the project. So I think you have to just know what you're getting into. And understand the technology behind it because there's a lot of projects out there that have been having an ICO um, for quite some time. The longest ICO that I know of, at least, has been going on for a year. <laughs> and that's a long time to raise money. And without any real, I mean, there's been some deliverables, um, some POCs and MVPs, but I would still consider it somewhat a vaporware. So I think you really need to understand what you are backing. You know, it's a Kickstarter, you can go on there, and there's a lot of projects that look really cool. But you have to ask yourself, is what's the likelihood of this actually happening mm-hmm. and coming to fruition? So for me, that that's one of the biggest areas if you're going to start using this as a currency is understanding what you're actually buying into. Yeah. 
Well, Ryan, that's great stuff. Um, obviously, great feedback from uh, somebody who's been in it for, for quite some time. So we appreciate the time, um, and, and hopefully this was uh, of value to the listeners, which I, I believe it probably was. So, um, again, we appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us about this. Absolutely. Thanks so much for the opportunity.